0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolex Nights, the Grolex Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy i'm melanie and i'm jesse hey what's going on everybody hey paul you did find me i did notice you just mentioned us in a comment i don't know what it is but hey we're back we took a week off Mm -hmm. it it was a mental health week maybe (laughs) and a work thing but i feel
1: feel like we took a week off for the very monster of the week we'll be dealing with this week
0: yeah (laughs) I know, I definitely like if we were to try to tackle this topic last week, it probably would just not have been a good episode. It oh, wouldn't
1: have been good. wouldn't have been nope. good. So, expect us to take another break next week to get over this week. We'll just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's a roller coaster.
0: But people thought it'd get better after the elections. It's just still a roller coaster.
2: It's Ross
1: Friday the 13th. So, yeah. Oh, it 13th is. In 2020. What could oh, go wrong? They we're going to have... die we're gonna uh, die i
0: had meant i missed it darn it i did not realize see that's how distracted i've been i had meant to do another special gcu episode for this friday the 13th and i would have hit like the last four friday the 13th because the last season which was forever ago of garlic cinematic universe we did pretty much every friday the 13th except for the remake so i was like there's one more Friday the 13th this year. Maybe I can fit in an episode for the remake, but uh, that's not happening because I didn't realize it was tomorrow. Tomorrow.
3: <laughs>
0: Complete derailment. Yeah, right off the bat. So, hey, just because Halloween's over doesn't mean everything's not still a horror show. So guess what? Monster of the Week segment, we're going to keep it rolling. We It turns out we liked it. hmm <laughs> I mean, when we pick difficult topics, we might like it a little less, but generally, we like the premise, so we're going to keep doing it for a little while. Uh, Maybe we'll actually get back to movie monsters, but uh, this week, you know, we really needed some escape from the world with all the stuff happening, all the political and government stuff, so we decided this week's monster is the biggest, most frustrating monster of all. Government. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Government.
0: <laughs> so that's the monster of the week yeah i mean
1: <laughs> the political machine
0: if we haven't if we haven't this i, I would say this pre- the premise for the monster of the week segments went off the rail when we did nicholas cage as the monster of the week for the oh, halloween yeah. episode yeah yeah uh but we'll we'll pull it back eventually um so yeah uh we watched some movies that had like a, you know, some type of tie to government or political themes, but you know, movies, hunger, Ga- hunger games would have been valid.
2: Yeah, but we didn't watch that.
0: We didn't watch that. Um, <laughs> so we'll discuss that. And then if we got time, I got a bunch of news, including, of course, everyone's favorite Snyder watch. <laughs> I'm not even going to. Yeah, there's Snyder watch. In fact, if I have to, I'll skip all the other news and just do Snyder watch.
1: I feel like we've done
0: that at least we once. We have. Yeah. Because that's the most important segment. Yeah. All this is just window dressing for the Snyder watch at this point. <laughs> Someday in the far, far future, after it's Mad Max world, uh, Grolix will only exist as Snyder watch. Snyder will be <laughs> dead and gone. Snyder watch will continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny we've we've uh we've got a post-apocalyptic uh promo bumper for this show and uh eventually we'll even fall prey to <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. all right so let's i i guess let's jump into this movie uh the yeah i guess as a movie segment um who wants to go first oh, oh real quick i'm forgetting i'm forgetting our format that we've fallen into anybody watch anything interesting other than what we're about to talk about,
1: Mandalorian, ooh, episodes one and two.
0: Yeah, same here, Melanie and I as well. Snyder mm-hmm. Nights, Paul says. <laughs> um, yeah, Mandalorian, loving yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's
1: just good. It's just it, good.
0: It is just good. I almost. We're only two episodes in, and the first season had a lot of great episodes. I'd say there were only a couple of one or two episodes that were like a little kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm enjoying the this season more already. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried. I was like, are they gonna start getting bogged down in like you know, because I was like, is the first season like set up the characters and stuff, and then now we're gonna get bogged down into some Star Wars plot, mm-hmm. which I realize is not necessarily a bad thing for a lot of people, but that's not really where it's gone. So I'm glad right. that it's continued the very tropey, mm-hmm. classic Western samurai style stories that the first season did.
1: And yet, where it has gotten Star Warsy, it like still expands it. You know, like mm-hmm. like in the first episode, we get more of the Tusken Raiders than we probably have ever gotten.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, My nephew, who says he is not a Star Wars nerd, yet continues to tell me about. The Star Wars timeline repeatedly, and that's a proto uh, lightsaber, not a real lightsaber, and stuff like that. You know, <laughs>
0: right? Oh, he's not a Star Wars nerd though. Right. right.
2: Uh, th- I was like, you should watch the Mandalorian. He's like, no. And then I was like, okay, here, come look at this. I'm like, is that Boba Fett? Is that his outfit? And he's like, we have to watch Mandalorian. So we watched. I watched all of the Mandalorian with with my nephew, uh, oh. up to episode two of the second
0: season. <sighs> uh savannah says she's been watching i'm assuming this is a show truth seekers mm-hmm. the queen's gambit mm-hmm.
1: heard a lot about that yeah I haven't, I haven't seen anything but
0: yeah i i don't know what it is but it I keeps popping it up at me what i haven't what? watched i haven't watched it but i've i
2: did research it some and it's uh about an orphan uh a girl that gets taught chess by like the security guard at the orphanage and then she has some addiction issues and whatever but she begins, she becomes a chess prodigy and this is during like the this like starts in the 50s or something so it has a lot to do with how how women are treated in certain in like industries and the things that we have to overcome and stuff like this stuff like that you know okay. and it's but it's mostly about chess
0: hey Turner what's going on? um savannah also says she's been watching altered carbon i watched one episode of that once it's a you know very sci-fi sci-fi ish i mean it's definitely a sci-fi show um i didn't dislike it i just never came back maybe i will someday i've
2: watched some of that before
0: uh paul says mandalorian makes me want frog lady eggs Mm.
2: no i was so mad i was so mad I'm like you just let him eat her babies that's Baby,
0: so wrong. We were fine
1: with him eating whole frogs in the first season, but... Baby Yoda is a Frog big problem know. in that episode. He's horrible. He's the <laughs> villain of that episode. <laughs> He's
0: kind of a monster. <laughs> or she. Did it ever establish? Do Yoda's have sex? Like, like a male-female
1: thing? They haven't They haven't established if it's a boy or a girl yet, no. Uh,
0: that episode did do the cute... Like, they have and I know there's some people out there that still get upset when you refer to it as baby Yoda, but it's baby Yoda Mm -hmm. runs to the Mandalorian towards the beginning. It's the cutest thing. Just, ah,
3: just,
2: but they, they, they gave him baby noises too, which was weird to me.
0: Like human baby noises rather than it's just normal, like kind of weirdish alien noises. Yeah, that is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul has been watching America's hidden secrets on Hulu. They're not so secret now, are they? (laughs) <laughs>
1: right Or hidden, really, if they can do a whole series on him.
0: <gasps> oh, I know what Truth Seekers is. And I did not oh. realize that without, I want to watch that. Savannah says Truth Seekers is an Amazon show with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It's great. And everyone should watch it. That's where they're like a ghost hunters type team, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh, God, ghost okay. facers. That's going to really make a few people mad because they hate the supernatural ghost facers.
0: I... Trolling you. <laughs> truth seekers i'm gonna remember that that i do want to watch that quite a bit
2: yeah but and seven pick and nick frost everyone those
0: guys, need to watch it. Yeah. those guys are great it's been too long since they've done anything together mm-hmm. um okay there's been other stuff what have we been watching I, I feel i can't remember i feel like maybe we talked about it last episode but i finished i know melanie had watched it before but i finished daybreak mm-hmm. on netflix Mm-hmm. season one sadly the only season because it did not get renewed um that show is amazing I love it it's mm-hmm. so good I'm so glad Melanie made me watch it yeah it's a lot of fun um it is disappointing that it's not coming back for another season also we're extremely behind because that show's from like apparently 2017 or 18. so like it was canceled a couple years ago oh <laughs> <laughs> we just discussed it, it seems like Netflix just like randomly like hey we're gonna start pushing this Cause the date said 2017, 2018. And I don't remember seeing it at all till somewhat recently. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Span uh, and me. Watch it. Okay. But uh, actually I, I, when I was researching the queen's gambit a little bit, because you know what? Honestly, I'll be honest. I researched that because I thought it might have been government related, but, right. it's well, that's but, uh,
0: <laughs> but um, wait, I could have got away with watching the episodes of the crown for this. Couldn't I? have. <sighs> <yes,
3: could've. sighs>
1: They're monsters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but that show is only popular because people made it popular. I guess it came out and Netflix barely, like, uh, what do you call it? Promoted or, it? Yeah, promoted it. And then people started watching it and talking about it. And then it kind of blew up. And then Netflix was Netflix was like, oh, we better feature this then, I guess. You
0: know? Hmm. Maybe. It's time change.org, let's go. Petition. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it, it back really.
1: It really works. They listen.
0: Right, that always works.
1: <laughs> well, you know, like now now that I got the old brain things firing clearly because I know what the brain things are called now. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> V for Vendetta would have been a good one. They created a monster politically. Right, right, right. I, well, I thought Watchmen probably what? kind of political oh, yeah. reference, uh, the fourth term of Nixon or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get this comment. <laughs> so, okay. Um, what else have we been watching? We finished <sighs> Bly Manor, but I think we already mentioned that.
2: Yeah. Oh, we watched two episodes of some, what does that say? If show,
0: I'm glad you mentioned that raised by wolves yeah. on HBO or HBO max. It's an I think it's an HBO Max like original, and it's a sci-fi movie, partially created by what's his name, the alien guy, Alien, Prometheus, Ridley Scott.
1: Oh yeah, yep. Okay,
0: and you can kind of tell it's got a little bit of a Prometheus feel in like the alien world that they're on and stuff. Super interesting, really weird. Like it's it's, I like it. But it's also unpleasant. Yeah, it is. You know, like Prometheus, right? So the premise is like, and it's a little ham-fisted in in the way it treats this in dialogue. Anyway, is apparently there at some point there was a war between the atheists and the believers, and
1: uh, apparently at one point, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, it was a big war. I mean, other planets got figured out if they can do it in one and
0: apparently the believers put a bunch of people like the earth was going to be destroyed or something or was dying. So the believers put people on an arc that they called heaven and sent them off into space. But the atheists apparently were running behind or something their Apocalypse alarm clock didn't go off or something. And they were only able to like basically put some androids on a spaceship with some human fetuses and send them off ahead to hopefully have them raise these children and repopulate wherever they end up. And that's the premise. And so most of the, for two episodes that we've watched are watching are these two, like our main characters are kind of these two androids and not so successfully raising children on this alien planet. Uh That kind of makes it sound like a sitcom. It's not, it's really weird. The androids are very strange. I'm they're kind of the most fascinating part because Mm -hmm. of how they act because they're android but also like there's kind of some weird emotions they seem to be displaying i don't
2: know
0: honestly it
2: seems completely opposite and backwards to me because i mean there's just a little it's not exactly spoilers but these androids land on this planet with nothing and they're like you just have to believe in science and and have faith in in technology sorry meanwhile there is none of that around and, uh, and then the, the believers are on spaceships with, you know, like, hibernation and, you know, like, let's all pray. It's it's so weird in the opposite world of how it should be.
0: It kind of is. Yeah, it's really strange. It kind of feels like it's almost like hard sci-fi, but not. It's like hard sci-fi in tone to where it's a little off-putting and odd, but it's not that super intelligent about you know because when i say hard sci-fi i think of like i don't know very brainy sci-fi and it's not really that but it's got that i i can't imagine this is super popular with general audiences i don't think this is if this if they were hoping this was their next like westworld or game of thrones i don't think that's what it is mm-hmm. um but i it's interesting i'm enjoying mm-hmm. it it's just
2: well we don't know maybe cold. maybe uh you know people are into Weird religious robots or something or (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That does remind me of a a, not a big stupid, stupid little thing. It's probably old, really, but I saw a thing where a a Tesla self-driving car hit a robot, and I thought that was hilarious. Killed it, killed a robot.
0: Right? No, I uh, you probably sent it to me. I seen a meme where we it wasn't. That's that's where the uh you know future war or the war of the machines started was. Mm-hmm. it wasn't humans versus machines it was machines versus machines anyway yeah um okay well we should probably move on i guess unless we have anything else no let's do it um melanie i kind of want to save yours for last just because i think yours would m- potentially get into more conversation
3: okay
0: does that make sense sure okay and i'm going to be a jerk and jump in first because i don't really have a whole lot to say um, So my government monster of the week pick was I, I deviated. It's not horror, um, but we haven't always been doing horror movies on these. Mm-hmm. And this was Melanie actually recommended it. It's something I'd seen, but I was like having a hard time. I was having a hard time figuring out what to watch. So I was like, all right, yes, we'll do that. Because she mentioned in the loop. And that's what I watched. And if you don't know in the loop. No, let me take that back. If you don't know Malcolm Tucker, you're missing out uh maddie d hey matt yeah you guys are back we missed you last week yeah thank you it's good to be back i know it's
1: only been a week we, remember. we used but to feel like several weeks yeah because of the week it was
0: that yeah. reminds me i was watching somebody or i was watching something a video on youtube and one of the people in there was like you guys remember when parasite won uh the oscar that was february <laughs> of this year how long does it feel like that was remember we talked about it on the show how long ago does that feel
1: god it's been less than a year pandemic is never gonna
0: end (laughs) (laughs) and they you know that was their point they're like it feels like it's been so long and i was like it does yeah it really does it's been a long year but also it's been quick
1: yeah yeah we're in november now that's weird right whole month's feel inconsequential now you know like
3: mm-hmm.
1: everything feels longer but like also there's giant gaps of time that just disappeared
3: mm-hmm.
2: like, right. a, like october it went way too quick yeah but now i don't have to shave my legs so
0: maddie dc's maddie d says what that feels like last decade no i know <laughs> i still haven't seen it it's been five long
1: years it's, it should be in the dollar bin by now right <laughs>
0: parasite it's on hulu because i remember doing a story that people were upset that you couldn't it wasn't overdubbed on hulu oh gotcha i actually retain a bunch of the stories we cover that's weird i'm filling my brain with uselessness (laughs) so are you saying we're uselessness one of the stuff we're talking about is (laughs) we're great (laughs) um in the loop from two thousand nine is a uh, it's basically what what's the name of the show I can't believe it Thick of It it's basically a movie version of Thick of It which is a BBC c- political comedy starring the best doctor mm-hmm. shots fired <laughs> you know, one of my favorite doctors Peter Capaldi he's he's,
1: he's a treasure
0: Peter yeah. Capaldi is amazing and I'm pretty sure I like his doctor more because when I heard he was going to be the doctor before you know when he was announced, I was like, who is this guy? What's this thick of it? And I discovered Malcolm Tucker. Amazing. He's amazing in this. Um, So, yeah, anyway, thick of it. It's very kind of a dry British comedy about politics. Mm -hmm. Um, Tales from the Loop is a decent show. I don't know that. Uh, But In the Loop is essentially a movie version of that. There were several seasons. There were a few seasons of thick of it and then i think the last season was a netflix deal um in the loop is interesting because so whereas thick of it focuses primarily on well almost exclusively on like british politics which is which is interesting as an american viewer because i don't know anything about other countries because i'm an american (laughs) yeah so it's interesting kind (laughs) of there are
1: other countries come on
0: other countries (laughs) they have their own systems (laughs) Work, whatever social issues, <laughs> right? Uh, Maddie D says, Best cursing by Peter Capaldi in that show. That's it's he's it's amazing. M- M- Malcolm Tucker is written so amazingly and th- acted so amazingly.
1: Uh-huh. Um, I I've watched that clip of him trying to explain Star Wars without knowing a dang thing about it so many times, and I love it, I love it every time. Mm-hmm the problem with malcolm tucker is all of the most like all of his best lines
0: none of it i can say on grolix <laughs> oh true yeah uh, um oh so anyway the movie the plot is basically about and actually the overview like watching the movie the plot feels more vague than this but the overview according to the moviedb.org says the us president and the uk prime minister are planning on launching a war in the middle east but Behind the scenes, government officials and advisors are either promoting the war or are trying to prevent it. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I mean, you get you get the behind the scenes stuff, but I didn't know like the weird thing, and maybe I missed something on this rewatch, and it'd been a few years since I'd watched it previously. This war they keep talking seems so vague. It almost seems like the war, like it's purely invented by these people mm-hmm. behind the scenes that and it has no basis in reality. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go to war. And it's like, why? And that's kind of a plot point. It's like, well, they're, they don't have any evidence, Mm -hmm. but that's irrelevant. That's almost like, um, it's not even, it's like the last, that's one of the last minute things. It's just like Mm
1: -hmm. evidence seems a little too relevant right about now. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Right. They're going to get, they're going to keep it rolling. They're going to start throwing out like this, this, this this thing is a thing that's happening or it's true or it's false and the evidence that nah, we'll worry about that later
2: mm-hmm. but i i i didn't really watch that show ever but i enjoyed the perspective because really most government like the real things that happen like the bills that get made and the you know i think most of that is just staffers i don't i don't really think i mean some of them some of them do a good job and they know what they're talking about and they do some people turn in paperwork I mean not turn in bills that still has like the stamp of of the corporation that handed it to them you know what I mean so so that's that's really good and I think it's a good representation of how governments really work
0: yeah no it and this this movie highlights that because when I was watching it I was like I'm not going to know what to say tonight like there's not really much plot to walk through Because it really is, and I'm glad you said that, Melanie, because that kind of helped concrete it. It really is just like, here's some people that want to go to war for whatever reason. Because they will benefit from it somehow, maybe. Here's people who were like, that's probably not a good idea. And then it's all their underlings. The whole movie is just people scuttling back and forth. And like, somebody leaked this to the press. Somebody didn't leak this. Uh, And it's just kind of like, nothing really happens other than people just like back and forth, there's meetings. It's like a whole bunch of struggle and action that seems so useless. And then somehow at the end, it kind of comes together in this like, all right, well, here's this evidence. Most of it's falsified. And uh, we're gonna leak this information out here. You you just lost your job, even though we've been building up to have you resign the half of the movie and then talk you out of resigning just so that literally two minutes later, I can get you fired because of something totally inconsequential that has nothing to do with anything like it's just it's kind of chaos it's like an interesting controlled chaos where it seems like most of this most of the irritation they go through is completely on unnecessary mm-hmm. that's the job
2: sounds like government to me.
0: and what makes this such what made the show such a good show and it's so interesting because like it ends up like the the big things intertwine with the little things where going to war obviously being a big thing somehow like gets tied into this little side plot about this dude who's mad because uh, the government won't fix this wall that's part of you know <laughs> just this mm-hmm. like wall to his his mom's backyard that's you know adjoining some government building or something mm-hmm. and how that ends up tying into it later but the reason why i say this is a good it was a good show this movie in the loop is uh, was very entertaining it's good is because the characters are interesting and if you are familiar with veep if you're an american and you've watched veep um with what's her name julia louise dreyfus Mm -hmm. uh, was on hbo isn't it hbo or showtime yeah hbo i think um this movie was directed by the creator of that show Mm -hmm. that show is basically an american thick of it like it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the same characters but it is pretty much like the same kind of show just in America. um also interesting is that there's a lot of characters in this that are c- carryover characters from the show but not like this is not like a moot I said it's movie version of the show and it is thick of it but it's not Malcolm Tucker is Malcolm Tucker but like no- most of the other characters aren't in there there are characters from the show or actors from the show. They might even be playing the same characters, but like they don't know each. Like none of the stuff that happened in the show seems to really be established in the movie. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Continuity is a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, that's it. Listen, Peter Capaldi, foul mouth. It's it's the thirteenth Doctor, just the most foul mouthed, quick witted, but nasty person, and he's so entertaining to watch. It's so good. Um, let me hop over here. It's got somebody I think Melanie doesn't like because she was also in Veep. This chick is basically the same character she plays in Veep.
2: That's my
0: girl. <laughs> oh, you? Oh, yes. Yes. For my girl. She's, yeah. Do you think she ever got over Macaulay Colgan? <laughs> Macaulay Colgan? Well, don't worry. He's on YouTube. He, he's doing cameos on YouTube forever, so you can go find him over there. Um, like this guy. This guy was in the thick of it show, but they don't know each other in this movie, but they should if it was a continuation of the show. Yeah. Fact check: Twelfth Doctor. Which Doctor did I say? Did I say thirteen? I meant twelve. Wait. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it's got James Gandolfini, and he's, he's oh yeah, he's really good in it. He's he
1: he's, plays like he's generally really good. I mean, like he's a generally
0: really oh, good man. He plays a general. I'm not trying and everybody's so <laughs> foul mouth everybody's so foul mouth in here that's the whole thing it's one of those shows where it's it's all in the writing the writing is it's all in the writing and the acting the writing is so good and it's well acted to where if you just write out like what happens it sounds so mundane and boring mm-hmm. but the characters are so interesting to watch
3: mm-hmm.
0: oh another good example is very early on in the movie capaldi has a line where As much as as typically happens in the show and in politics, uh, the the politic guy, the the British political guy that they work for makes a gaffe on TV and Capaldi's on the phone yelling at whatever, some reporter or something. And he said he didn't say that. You may have heard him say that, but he didn't say that. That's a fact. And I was like, (laughs) this used to be comedy. This used to be satire. Now that's just the last four years. (laughs) Yeah used to be satire yeah Um, and that's all i have to say about it okay in the loop pretty good pretty Uh good (laughs) maddie do you like the (laughs) generality?
1: it's because it was gold
0: that's golden all right jesse what did you watch
1: i watched and i teed it up last week without even knowing about it um i watched the dead zone uh written by stephen king I, I originally read the book and then I was like, oh, there's a movie and it's starring Christopher Walken. That sounds like the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Spoilers, it is. <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah, because he's like, uh, he. well, I, sh- I should get into more of the nuts and bolts before I just dive in. Came out in 1983, so this would have been hot off the heels of The Shining and you can definitely tell even though it's not Kubrick or anything like that. Like it's directed by David Cronenberg. Um, but he's definitely aping a lot of like, uh, Kubrickisms, uh, a lot of exterior shots of like different buildings, even how they like set up the initial font and the music that plays at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, it feels very much like they're trying to p- piggyback some of the success that they maybe had with The Shining. Um, yeah, it has a very similar vibe to it without without being The Shining, obviously. And uh, so the, the basic premise of this and the reason that I picked it as a political one is um, what happens is we see, oh, what's his name? Is it Danny? No, it's Johnny. There is a Danny in this though. And I was like, oh, oh that's gotta be a nod too. Um, and with Stephen King, it's always a nod. So probably is. So uh Johnny, he's like a high school um literature teacher or whatever, and he's like it literally start literature literally uh starts with him reading The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, which is awesome. So you get some fun Christopher Walkenisms. He's like, I want you guys to read Sleepy Hollow. You're gonna like it. It's about a teacher who gets chased by a headless demon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he starts his weekend ladies and gentlemen uh and then he gets on and then he like goes on a date with his girlfriend who's also a teacher and they're on like a, a roller coaster and it's super fun because it was like it this just cements my theory that nicholas cage is slowly turning into uh christopher walken because on on the uh on the roller coaster, while they're on the roller coaster, like he gets hit, like you get you get the first sense that something strange is about to happen to him, uh, because he gets hit with like this wave of something, while he's on the roller coaster, and he just goes, he just does the very Christopher Walken thing, where he just like he's fine, he's enjoying everything, and then all of a sudden, dead eyes look off into space, just like, <laughs> and then just woof does it again, <laughs> just. Yeah, all, all the energy just drains from his face, and he gets that spooky Christopher walking, you know, thousand miles stare or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And so I mentioned that because that I was just like, man, this is where nicholas Cage is headed. He's already doing this a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, you, you just get a very brief setup of this kind of love, uh, this romance that they have, this budding young love type of thing. And then, um, he drops her off at the end of the night because he's not he's not feeling good after he has that like dead eye <laughs> thing where he gets hit with the the dead zone wave or whatever you want to call it and um he drops her off they have the you know cementing their their love or whatever with with i'm gonna marry you someday and i'm just crazy about you johnny and then um then he's like well i gotta go home though because i feel i felt sick so i'm going home it's raining now what what's the worst that could happen it's like it's friday the 13th in the year 2020. (laughs) (laughs) so so he gets in his vw bug and he's gonna drive home in the rain and it gets into a car accident and that car accident goes poorly. He he winds up in a uh, medically induced coma or he, he's in a he's in a coma of some sort and uh, then just cut cut to, uh, you know, the facility. And we find out that he's been in this coma for five years and he he wakes up. And then when he wakes up, he has this ability to see into the dead zone, which uh um, when he makes contact with another person, like physical contact, like he touches them, he gets a vibe and he gets like visions of, you know, something involving de- it's always involving death. Um So like the very first one was he he grabs the nurse's hand and he sees her, the nurse's daughter, like surrounded in fire, like surrounded in flames. And he's just like. She's there. She's there's fire everywhere. (laughs) You know, he's super intense. Christopher walking about it. He's like, It's not too late. Go get out of here. You know, like go get her. And then, and then he's like talking to her through the flames and whatnot. I don't even know if it works that way, but he is. It's Christopher walking. You tell him to stop it. He's like, (laughs) I don't know. He's he's like talking to this little girl that's surrounded by flames, but it's, it's, uh, it's like a premonition. So the nurse is able to save her daughter before the fire. You know, like the little girls gonna be fine. But it becomes this whole thing. You know, like he uses his powers just a few more times, but he gets popular for it. And he does this whole, um, he does this whole press conference thing. And then uh, um, like one of the things, this is where it starts to get political, like right off the bat is he's like, prove it. Who's gonna win in this senatorial race or whatever? Is this gonna be this guy or this guy? You know, is is Stinson gonna unseat so-and-so? And and that's just like a seed of of things to come. And where it gets into the politics of it is that um eventually Christopher Watkins' character comes in contact with the Stinson. I believe it's Stinson, but it's played by played by Martin Sheen, who uh also played a pretty incredible president in the hit series, the West wing. So uh, anyways, this character goes on to become presidential candidate and uh, he's like out and about and shakes, shakes hands with uh, Christopher Walken's character. So he gets a bead on him and what he's going to be up to. And if he becomes president, he will essentially get us into a, a nuclear war and, uh, And he'll push the button. So Mm -hmm. it's, we're looking at, you know, the end of all, pretty much mutually assured destruction kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, that's where the plot takes a turn where, like, throughout, throughout the book, he kind of, Johnny's kind of like solving little things or trying to help in little ways. But at a certain point, he comes in contact with this political candidate. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, now I have to do this is a big thing. The stakes go have go been back.
0: raised. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. So uh, my. So where does this come into our monster of the week? Well, I mean, yeah. That we in our country at least we give the president the nuclear codes. That's right. Our president has had the nuclear codes for the last four years. I know you. You. You forgot about that because you have to sleep at night. But he's got them. <laughs> he's got them. But
2: I mean. If you put yours and Randy's together, does he really have them? You know, I mean, I'm sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Jared. In that case, Jared Kushner or somebody does. Is, uh, yeah, one yeah. of the people skirtling,
2: yeah, scurrying
0: exactly. under the carpets like a frickin' cockroach. Eric. Mm-hmm. Eric's got him, and he's oh, lost them no. already. <laughs> no,
1: he lost them. <laughs> Someone else has got him. Melania's like,
0: what
3: are these? <laughs> yeah.
1: Forget it, Christmas.
0: Is he the one that was, was he the a, one that was complaining about Instagram's algorithm? Probably. Whoever one of his sons is gonna lose his his stuff because uh the Instagram algorithm screwed him over and he's gonna be like, Where's where's the button? I'm gonna hit the button.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which um, one? Control, alt, or delete? <laughs> push them all together, Eric, and let's see what that does.
2: <laughs> um in the dead zone, because I read the book. And I watched the movie, and I watched a little bit of the TV show, um, mostly just because I was like, "It's the nerd from all the hideous shows," except he's not. Now he's like Buffer, so that was weird. But um, wasn't there some weird thing like maybe it happened during the accident where he kept seeing like stripes or he kept seeing something repeatedly, and he didn't know what it was, but it it like in the end it ended up pertaining to that character or am i imagining
1: that i think so it's been a long time since i read the book like Uh like pre-college like high school probably so i don't know i do remember the book being obviously much more robust and a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um i have only seen a smidge of the uh of the show i really should go back and like watch the rest of the show because i remember it being pretty well done and Mm -hmm. uh, i like the premise i like the idea
2: I remember that focusing heavily, though, on his relationship with the other teacher or lady or whatever. Right. Um,
1: the show did, or yeah, the show did. Okay.
0: Yeah. The, the The Dead Zone. Honestly, now that I think about it, I'm not sure that I because I know the movie, I know I've seen bits and pieces of the movie a ton. I'm not sure that I've ever, at least that I can recall, watched it from beginning to end, but. Maybe it's just because it was on a lot. This does seem like this always seemed like kind of a horror classic. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it seemed like it was regarded as a horror classic. I did not realize Cronenberg directed it. That's amazing. I, I didn't until
1: like, I tired it up. I was like, oh, huh.
2: I, I know there's like very little body horror in it,
1: right? Right. Maybe <laughs> that's it. Maybe this was
0: kind of like his, uh, you know, David Lynch's Dune or whatever, like his his big
1: like his more <laughs> commercial movie. Like, no, look, I can do something like Kubrick. Right. Man, um, I can't
2: believe they had Lynch to Dune. Lynch is such a dreamer. You can't, you can't do that to Dune. Dune is already perfection.
0: Right. Right. <sighs> we never discussed the new Dune trailer, but that's okay. We don't need to.
2: Yeah. We don't
3: need to,
0: um, this, for whatever reason though, it always makes me th- because, you know, I was a, like a early nineties kid or whatever, uh-huh it it makes me think there's an snl skit and i'm pretty sure i don't remember if it was christopher walken but then again he, they had him on all the time oh yeah or if oh, it yeah. was like rob schneider pl- or somebody playing christopher walken but there was they used to do a dead zone skit which realizing now that this came out in 1983 they were reaching back man they, in yeah, the yeah. 90s they were doing dead zone skits anyway <laughs> but it was always like He'd touch somebody and it would do the oh, thing and the dramatic look and the oh, and it would always just be some like mundane thing. Oh, you're yeah. gonna you're, you're gonna go here and then this is gonna happen and you're gonna get a paper cut or something stupid <laughs> like that. Yeah, and it would just like become so frequent that everybody just be like, uh oh, you know. So anyway, right. that's, for whatever reason, that's what Desno makes me think of. Well, that's fun. '90s SNL, which it, if if you're around our age, it's the best SNL. If you're not, it's, it's the worst like every other year. It's really good <laughs>
1: until you start seeing what some of them did in their movie careers, and then you realize, oh, they peaked at SNL. Yeah. <laughs> Including the most famous of them, I would say.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Mike Myers did okay for himself. But, yeah.
0: yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he was kind of an exception it, out of that class of yeah. SNL people, just because he managed to actually make big comedy movies that were not based on SNL skits, even uh-huh. though they could be. Like Austin Powers, uh-huh. Austin Powers was huge. They made three movie, just three, yeah, three. three movies out of those, yep. and they were all huge. And that wasn't an SNL skit, but it kind of seemed like it could have been.
2: Well, my favorite Mike Myers movie is So I Married an Ex Worker, and I, that wasn't an SNL skit either.
0: No, no, not right?
2: But they do beat us beat poetry. And
0: it's awesome. <laughs> he would, didn't he have like, he, no, he had, that reminds me of a weird character he would do on SNL where he was like in the black, the like tight black turtleneck type shirt. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, uh, Vita. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah,
3: That's I tell
1: you, now what, is the part was, of, now is the part of Sprockets where we dance. I think, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Matt, Matt, Matt. Okay, Matt says, "Yep, Eddie Murphy peaked at SNL. Shame he didn't make anything big out in the movie world. Matt, Eddie Murphy was before our time when it comes yeah. to SNL."
2: Yeah, I was. I thought we were. I thought we were specifically talking about like the, our '90s era or whatever. Because yeah, every, every everybody in the from the beginning of SNL, if they weren't already kind of famous before. Got really famous. The
0: seventies into the yeah the the early the seventies into the eighties crew, they all went off to Mm -hmm, have pretty well almost all went off to have pretty big careers. Yeah, but I feel like nineties and on is when it starts to get rocky for some of them. Like
1: like John Lovitz is is a treasure, but he didn't really have a big John Lovitz movie. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, he's just John Lovitz. He's just John Lovitz. Yeah. (laughs)
0: he he, he, somebody needs to write a biography for him entitled yeah (laughs) it can all be fake i don't care
1: i'm always happy to see him in something you know (laughs) like he'll make a cameo back on snl and uh Mm -hmm. it'll be like oh my god it's john lovitz and i'll be super excited to see him but then it's like what else has he done i don't know so the dead zone see this is this is what happens. I mentioned an SNL skit. <laughs> and,
0: you know, yeah. Derail completely. Um, I'm going to have to give this one a watch.
1: I'm gonna have to give it's fun. One. It was it was fun to come back to. It's just, again, it's almost like that Nicolas Cage type of thing where you're just like, you're kind of waiting to just watch him be Christopher Walken.
0: Have you, either of you guys ever seen? We're going to have to do Aliens or something soon. Like Aliens as the theme because mm-hmm. there's a Christopher Walken movie about communion. Communion about alien abduction. I remember it being legitimately creepy, yeah. but yeah. I've it's been so long since I watched it, and I've since read stuff online about people saying it's the like wackiest Christopher Walken performance, which I don't remember.
1: I want to revisit it. Is that it's- oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's a classic. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's probably what hooked me as far as Christopher Walken's concerned because I Something saw weird- that and I've never been able to forget it.
2: Something weird happens in an attic, right. Okay.
1: Maybe a yeah, so lot. Long. A lot of
0: weird happens in that. Okay. Okay. I, I remember dancing, or yep. something. Yep. But he dances and everything, so that's true. That's true. I,
2: there's some movies that I watched. I mean, I'm not gonna get all into them, but there's some movies that I watched that I know are supposed to be good movies, and I watched them when I was young, and I have like little flashes, but I really don't know what the movie's about, like Jacob's Ladder, stuff like that. Um,
0: oh, oh, Jacob's um,
2: Ladder. Yeah. And this and that is one of those movies. Like I know I saw it, and I get little flashes of it, but I don't really know anything about it.
0: Jacob's Ladder's got some legit nightmare yeah. you know, horror in it. Mm-hmm. It's got some super
1: creepy imagery and stuff.
2: Okay, well, those were it, the nightmares of my childhood because I don't remember them anymore.
1: That's one that I should probably revisit too because it's been it's been a long time since I watched that one.
0: Jacob's Ladder, I've seen. Several times when I was younger. Um I have yeah, I that one's like burned into my mind. It's not fresh, it's just burned there. (laughs) Not an uplifting movie at all either. No.
3: Yeah.
0: Um okay. Melanie. Yes. What did you watch?
2: I watched 13th, which is a documentary from Netflix. And I think it was made um if not by, then maybe like with. Um, some of the people that are involved in the black lives matter movement. I don't know. It did, it did say BLM in like the credit or whatever. So I don't know what exactly, how exactly they were involved in it, but, uh, apparently they were, but, um, it's, yeah, it's an in-depth look at the prison system in the United States and how it reveals the nation's history of racial inequality. Uh, and a, a lot of this, I knew probably a lot of people do. Um, Basically, the, the, you know, prisons, not that we didn't have them, but prisons became the kind of um, widespread thing that they are at the end of slavery, mm-hmm. because the 13th Amendment, which is why it's called 13th, says that it's illegal to own people or, or to have people. Uh, basically, slavery is legal, except in the case of prisoners. Right, um, and and that's where where it started, you know. Uh, well, we can't have slaves anymore, but he was loitering, so now he's my prisoner. So now he he has to work for me for free, you know, stuff like that.
0: This is a very timely pick for at least for us locally, mm-hmm. because yeah. in Nebraska just what a week ago, just last uh, week or so, yeah, voted to remove the slavery language,
1: um, from whatever
2: from our state laws yeah i think yeah. it was our
1: state constitution uh-huh. right
2: yeah so sorry anyway yeah i actually was thinking about that when i when I, when it first started um mm-hmm. because i remember somebody talking to me about it even um the the voting i mean where they i was like well of course why would we why would we allow slavery you know in our in our constitution or whatever um and they were like yeah but if you take the word slavery out then what they're doing can be can I, so I don't know I don't know if they're right or not who knows um, but they were trying to tell me that leave it in because otherwise it could we could say that, oh it's not slavery you know we don't do slavery see but I voted to get rid of it anyway I'm just there, sh- sharing don't tell everybody except the world
0: so anyway um, yeah real quick and uh, okay I see I see where they're what they're getting at
2: Mm -hmm. like call it what it is. I get that. Yeah. But But, uh,
0: still, and it it removes the wording. And I noticed they kept mentioning it. Keep it mentions the wording and it's like, okay, well that is suspicious, but at least get the wording out of there because it's one step closer to getting away from. Yeah. Like, because you committed some type of crime, which you yeah, don't break the law, but people do get put in jail for mundane stuff. Mm -hmm. right and they essentially strip you of your rights
2: Mm -hmm. and that was i mean uh, you watch the documentary i recommend it um uh, i'm assuming like me there's a lot of stuff that you probably already know um but there's probably some things that could surprise you there were some things that surprised me um uh so yeah it starts it goes it's not exactly chronological but it, it, it kind of starts in the past and how you know slavery had a huge impact on or the end of slavery i should say had a huge impact on on what prison is and then um as it like expanded throughout time and the different thi- and the different things that the government did and sometimes perhaps they really thought they were doing something good like Part of it is Bill Clinton with the like three strikes and you're out and. um
1: Oh, yeah. His man- crime mand- bill. Yep.
2: Yeah. And the mandatory minimum sentences that were horrible for, well, for everybody, but especially, you know, uh minority communities. And now he admits that that was really a, a, a bad idea and it it hurt the country. He admits mm-hmm. that, which is great, ex- you know, except they're not doing anything about it really. You know what I mean? Right, me. right. They're not doing anything to remedy it. Um, and, and and just, you know, racism is so tied to law enforcement and the prison system uh, that it's kind of impossible really to talk about it without, to talk about one without talking about the other. Um, but even, even if you didn't want to talk about racism, even if you just, oops, excuse me, wanted to talk about the prison system, they still use prisoners as slave labor. Yeah. They still have people serve their time for their crime. And then, but they're not citizens when they get out, they can't vote. They can't have guns. They can't do a lot. They can't get jobs. Most of them, you know? So, so our second
1: class, a second class citizen all over again.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: This ties that tied very much into not not the documentary specifically. I haven't oh, seen it, but this ties into something that gets that bugs me a lot. But it, it very much has to do with the rise of for-profit prisons. Mm-hmm, and, that's in there too, yeah. And mm-hmm. that contributes to <sighs> situations where it benefits prisons mm-hmm. as well as judges who might cut deals with prisons and uh-huh. and companies that run these for-profit prisons to keep those prisons stocked. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not about rehabilitation at all because that no, no. does not benefit them. Prisons, like they're having prisoners, those are their customer. Well, the, the government's their customer. But those are like, you know, supply and demand. They don't want to rehabilitate anybody. They want to release them so they'll come right back. Or not, them present, or not release them at all. And then they have a perpetual cycle of, I don't know, I guess product, <laughs> whatever it is that mm-hmm. makes the money from contracts with the government. Well, well, and that's profit prisons are evil.
2: I agree. I agree. And it does get into that a lot. Um, and to, a little bit of to touch on a little bit of what you said. Uh, when, when a, a company gets the government contract, those are set up for years. So they get paid to do a thing. It doesn't mean they have to do the thing. So if their job is to take care of like healthcare for the prisoners, they got their billion dollars. The less they spend actually on the health of the prisoners the more profit they make you know um stuff like that it's our whole system is is really screwed up oh and and one of the there's a couple statistics that i did want to share that i thought were mind-boggling america has five percent of the world's population but we have 25 percent of the world's prisoners also uh, this is the part the racial part of it one in 17 white men will spend the rest of their lives in prison one in three black men will spend the rest of their lives in prison that's crazy to me that's so high um and i mean i already i always knew that there was like a racial disparity but that's so huge i didn't i that i didn't realize that it was one one in three that's crazy um and it's sickening you know um and another thing real quick I brought it up a little bit earlier, the thing with with the bills um, and just turning in bills that have like, you know, the the corporation logo stamped on it uh, when you turn it in. That is an actual thing that happened um, for a a crime bill that was turned in uh, by, uh, I
1: can't remember who he is. Oh, yeah. I I remember this part of the documentary. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it was from Alec, which is, I can't remember what it stands for. You can look it up if you want. Alec is is like a a political group that includes both politicians and corporations, and they work together to you know help solve the problems of the the law. No, it's it's I can make money if you do this, so do this, and uh, you know uh, I'll pump money into your yeah
0: into your yeah I'll contribute to your campaign. So yeah, right.
2: So that's where we're at. And it's it's good though that they're making documentaries about it and that they bring this up in the, in the in it also that we're in an age where we can surveil the police and the government just as much as they surveil us. Almost. Right. You know, maybe right. not entirely but pretty close. So it's a lot harder for them to take advantage of us. <laughs> If, if we could expose what they're doing on the daily, you know? So, yeah. so that's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, I'm resisting the urge to just like take this conversation other place or like more places, but that's why I wanted you to wait because like this got into, since it was a documentary and got, got into some very relevant real world right now, politics. And so, yeah, I didn't, we, you know, was it good? Was the, was the documentary good? I got to stop myself.
2: <laughs> um, it was yeah, it was good. It was a downer, I suppose. I mean, how could it not be? Uh, but there were some things that I liked about it. Like it was crazy to me, Newt Gingrich was in it,
3: and yeah, I was
2: shocked he, by that. Yeah, and he was basically like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's totally racist, and it was totally set up purposely to be racist. I like he says that. And that's yeah. crazy to me for for a guy like that to to just readily admit that like that, and not only admit it but kind of be ashamed of it too, which I appreciated a little bit, right? Because like, we should be ashamed of it, especially yeah. people like that, you know.
0: Yeah, people. They also love. had
1: uh, what's her name, um, Michelle. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know her last name, but she wrote, um, she wrote a good book um, that probably influenced this documentary quite a bit called uh the new jim crow uh mass mass incarceration in the color in the era of color blindness Uh and uh so it draws a lot on that and it gets much more into like the the data end of things but uh yeah they had a lot of great speakers in this documentary Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah yeah they did um and like yeah politicians political activists from old the like old Black Panthers and stuff, just and new people, yeah, it was really good. It was a, it is really good. It's like I said, a lot of it most people, if you don't know, you've been hiding under a rock. Um, but there's still a lot of stuff that I would imagine not everybody knows. So it's it's definitely worth watching, especially if you care about the world. So,
0: no, well, you know, fifty one or two percent of America cares yeah (laughs) um (laughs) all right well okay cool yeah government so 13th netflix uh i i recommend it netflix has a lot of interesting looking documentaries that i almost picked any one of them but i was like i don't want to get too political on it Mm. um it's
2: difficult for me, and I only say this because the main documentary watchers I know are conspiracy theorists, also. So I'm always a little iffy about about those things, because uh, they you know conspiracy theorists. Not always, but a lot of times, are easily influenced. And if it's not accurate um, information, then I think it's it's a bad thing. But this is not that one of those this, this is accurate information
3: so
0: yeah right right
3: yeah well
0: not that netflix wouldn't carry <laughs> sure. questionable stuff but in terms of a lot of the documentaries they'll pick up at least the modern documentaries they'll pick up
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah paul says netflix has been killing it with the documentaries lately yeah i yeah. feel like they're not going to pick up your i don't know like a 9 conspiracy documentary Wait,
2: right. there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. okay? I know. I've, <laughs> I
0: feel like I've watched at least one with you, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like they probably fit their stuff a little bit, yeah. Or maybe they're just a liberal leftist corporation trying to indoctrin- indoctrinate mainstream media. Or yeah, they're, something, they're all well, something. you're
2: you're all trying to blame carol baskins and you know what i don't think i think she's innocent so
0: <laughs> Actually, now that i think about it tiger speaking King of
1: documentaries
0: <laughs> tiger king is not a good example of vetting a documentary that is a very manipulative documentary uh-huh. that kind of perpetuates some unsubstantiated stuff
2: mm-hmm. mm. yeah poor her i mean also,
0: also, apparently, they removed a whole bunch of like super racist stuff that, uh, what's his name? Tiger King said. So it's like, well,
2: yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
0: <sighs> but it also, like, I don't know, whatever.
2: Uh, can I tell you it, one, a, a stereotype that I believe and it's wrong of me? It's wrong of me.
0: But you, oh God, maybe. I don't know. You scare me when you say last episode, you're like, I, I know I'm a little racist, but and I was like, oh God. It is about up. racism. I up.
2: I feel like people with mullets are racist.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Listen, <laughs> grant we'll, we'll tolerate your mullet racism, your mullet <laughs> prejudices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Savannah asks, how the heck do you think Carol Baskin is innocent? I'm and not saying mean, that she's you-
2: an, an entirely innocent person. I'm just saying I don't think I don't think she killed her husband. I think somebody did it for her and she took advantage of it. That's all I'm saying. I think it happened and she was like this is an opportunity. I'm going to like just say screw you to his whole family and keep everything for myself. I don't think she I don't think she had the capacity to kill him. I think he got killed by whatever whoever he was often whatever other countries buying illegal freaking animals from. That's what I think.
0: That's where I feel like Tiger King falls more into. It's so weird that we're suddenly talking about Tiger King. Falls
2: <laughs> in,
0: <laughs> remember Tiger King? That was this year. Yeah, um, I know. We went full Nicholas Cage on this. <laughs> but I, I feel like Tiger King, where it's not a, it's more reality show than documentary because thinking yeah. about how they portray, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. The documentary, without saying, you know, without somebody coming on and being like, we think she killed her. I'm the filmmaker of what you're watching. No, but it manipulates you into like it. It seems very much like it wants to convey that she did. Oh, oh I'm sure. Paul Paul also says Carol Baskins killed her husband, whacked him. Oh, well, carol, I don't. Carol uh, Grolics face Baskins.
2: I don't. I just don't think
0: killed her <laughs> husband. Whacked. I don't.
2: Him. I don't think she did. I do, no, I don't even think I know that Tiger King burned down his own trailer uh, to hide some whatever. Let's not get into that, but
1: (laughs) We we were covering the political (laughs) spectrum, but Tiger King let's dial it back.
2: (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't like her. I don't think she's a good person. I don't think she's a murderer. That's my opinion.
0: Well, I don't have, I have non-zero.
3: <laughs> proof.
1: Okay, I have no proof. Actually. That's an allusion to the pre-show, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Yeah. See, see the
1: pre-shows is- that don't get recorded anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even listen to those on patreon.com That's forward so slash podcast. But if you ever wonder what the pre-show sounds like, it's kind of like this political, the political part of this episode and then some of the stuff we didn't record.
0: Savannah has a good point. I think making um oh, interesting. I think making a murderer was filmed in a way to make the main guy, not the nephew, to make you think he was innocent. Well, that's the thing like it's one of those and I I feel like the the kind of like true crime podcast series mm. do this quite a bit um and kind of catch some slack for it is that and that's why I say tiger king and you know making the series like that where it's supposed to be like grab you series feel more like reality show because if you watch a reality show you can tell in the editing it is wildly edited in a way like it's not anywhere like events played out just to get the emotional response and i feel like that's kind of what's going on with some of these docu series because they're cut together not in a way to clearly present the facts it's to take you on a journey it's to tell a more compelling story or to put you in the perspective of a certain person who by the end of it is basically a character you're not really getting even right. an accurate portrayal of that person yeah. so and i know documentary films do do that a little bit and it's mm. mainly so that they can get you on the side of somebody and then pull a, like a 180 at the end and be like oh, what right tiger king's a a real kind of a crap bag i i <laughs> a at a loss for the, a replacement for the s word um so i guess i don't know it's just the whole like i feel like when i think documentary i think something that's much more straightforward with facts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is fairly reliable while docu series feel tends to feel like it's kind of twisted it's not necessarily going to completely give you false information but it's definitely going to twist what's there to uh-huh. make it more compelling from a storytelling standpoint. And that's not necessarily right. reality.
1: Well, specifically in making of a murderer uh, to Savannah's point, uh, the first season, the first full season was about um, like the uncle or whatever. And then there's a second season oh. about the nephew. And it's like, okay, so yeah, that first season may have left it up in the air to make it seem like this nephew is, st- definitely innocent like he just got wrapped up in this thing right and we don't know that but there's gonna be a whole nother season where we dive in Mm -hmm. right right they did that so that they could have a second season potentially
0: um and i've thought about this before but i think tiger king really was making made me think about it because the series goes on for quite a while and you're like you know yeah as tiger king guy he's he's a nutbag but like He's just kind of getting screwed over. And then and I'm sure it's after you've seen some other like they've used footage from later on without giving you certain information. And then later it's like, oh, well, remember the one guy that shot himself <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, all his meth boyfriends and uh all this yeah. other stuff. And oh, there's a hitman like and then it's like, I feel like that would have been better information to give me at some point to like give me a more accurate depiction of who this guy really is. Uh, but that wouldn't have made for a good twist towards the end of the season. So, right, weird. Yeah. Okay, so,
2: so anyway, watch thirteen. It's 13th. good,
1: and the <laughs> Tiger King apparently because we can't leave it alone.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, though, Nicholas Cage. I was like, because was still <laughs> that rumor. There is still that rumor. This is the Nicolas Cage Tiger King Snyder. Watch the podcast <laughs> yeah, now. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's the. You can't cage the ti- tiger, the Snyder, Snyder tiger. Okay, so what happens in the
1: cage <laughs> stays in the cage. <laughs>
0: oh, after watching that movie that Melanie and I discussed the last episode, I can see the the, the Nicholas Cage Tiger King casting now because he played like uh, kind of a, a druggy dirt bag. I was like, okay, maybe. Yeah, I can see it. And before I was like, whatever, like Tiger King, that guy's crazy. Nicolas Cage is crazy, whatever. It's a weird casting, but do it. But I kind of actually see it a little bit more after watching uh, Between Worlds. So if people don't follow the show, our show from episode to episode, there's so many things there. No wonder the listens
1: are where they're at.
0: There's so many things. They're like, what are these people talking about?
1: (sighs) You need to be in the know. (laughs) <laughs> we do this show for matt d at this point
0: we do the show for <laughs> matt d
1: savannah and paul all of which are yeah.
3: the
0: people i see in the chat right now all right <laughs> full disclosure i see uh it so shows we have four viewers right now we mentioned the three the fourth is probably jesse
1: <laughs> uh, maybe maybe i don't know if it counts when my phone's on. it's
0: jesse <laughs> it's- um, do we want to do some news? I know it's getting late. Uh, I have a bunch of news stories, but I can kind of selectively pick the more interesting ones or something.
1: Sure. Yeah, or we can skip them all let's together. Just, let's do some. Let's Okay. Okay.
0: That's what I needed. Some, some input. We'll do some, uh, this one real quick. This is an older story. It's from November 4th, but I made note of it um, for last week's episode. That didn't happen. Oh, and Turner. Hey Turner, what's going on? I forget. He's got the wave hand wavy, of course Turner, and Turner. He's been man. Turner's a cool guy for one, but he's been he's been with us every every week for several weeks now.
3: Yeah. Whoa! We got another fan.
0: Uh, hey, original Fright Night director is planning a Halloween style legacy sequel, meaning so Tom Holland, not that Tom Holland, a different Tom Holland. Uh, I talked about Fright Night a few episodes... When we did the Creepy Neighbors Monster of the Week episode. Um, well, it was directed... Did he write it too? I think he wrote it. But he was the director for sure by a guy named Tom, Tom Holland. Oh, he was a writer. Um, And apparently, he's working on Fr- Fright Night 2. Now, there was a Fright Night 2 that uh, either had nothing to do with or was not happy with. Um, and since... Halloween established that you can just ignore the entirety of a franchise and do a sequel. Not even Halloween, I think The Thing and a couple other movies where they're just like, you know what? All those like mini sequels that happened. Yeah. The thing didn't have a bunch of sequels. Well, how many
1: times has Terminator done it? Terminator,
0: oh. right. But they're like, we're going to ignore all that and do a sequel to the first movie, the good one, which makes right. this sequel a good movie. Because we're going to do, we'll do the good one. Mm-hmm, right. yeah. However, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> that
2: reminds me of when women are like, I'm going to renew my virginity for my next marriage. <laughs> what? Oh, what's a thing. But anyway,
0: move on. Uh, so. Oh, it mentions Candyman, too. How, is Candyman one of those? I wonder. I don't know enough about the Candyman sequels. Uh, Paul asks, Fright Night 2, Electric Boogaloo, it's in t- it's all the 80s dance club scene with sexy vampire and dancing. Ooh. Sweet. I'm there. Uh, is, what's his name still around? Put him in it again. He'll be old, but do it. The vampire, I mean. Uh, so he said, quote, I'm still trying. Oh, wait. talking about a follow-up to, the, to Fright Night. Somebody had asked him. Uh, and I'm getting this from movieweb.com. He said, "I'm still trying. I'm writing a sequel to Fright Night now. I'm calling it Fright Night Two: Resurrection."
2: Yeah, that's been used so
0: like such a cliche subtitle. Right. Person, but whatever. Paul says the thing has another version coming out. Don't tell me these things. These things. Well, it's only it's only way to protect. Well, it's the only way to protect myself. If you want to see something done right, do it yourself. Of course, Charlie's back, and so is Evil Ed, who died in the first one. I'm bringing back everybody I can. I'm calling it Resurrection because we've got to resurrect Billy Cole and Jerry Dandridge. And now I'll say no more. End quote. Oh, is that why? I mean, I feel like, you know,
1: the Resurrection probably came first, but okay. Yeah. I mean, he named it Fright Night because they rhyme. So Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay.
0: I like person responsible for the first one making another one. I like that. Fright Night is so good because it's fright night
1: right remember remember the prequels to star wars sometimes that
0: happens (laughs) right sometimes it's just better to let a thing be a thing yeah um if you want to do another vampire thing make another vampire thing maybe it'll be a modern classic but you know lightning in a bottle and all that speaking of i'm gonna jump all over where'd it go where'd it go home alone director chris columbus says Disney Plus is wasting its time rebooting the film. Hmm. And mainly this is a story because I didn't know they were rebooting Home Alone. But it's not exactly a reboot. It's a reboot in a Disney Plus series style. So it's not going to be a movie. It sounds like a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the director, Chris Columbus, he sailed the ocean blue, true fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, He was asked about it because... Fox had owned the IP on the intellectual property that is home alone. And now Disney owns that. And so they are going to do a, there's some people associated with it, but they were people that I were not, I'm not familiar with, Um, but they're going to reboot it as a series, which is weird. It's actually not the first time home alone as a home alone series has been attempted. I know one of the many God awful sequels, like, five or six right. number five or six or something. Cause they just went direct to video after two, I think um, was a backdoor pilot that didn't get picked up. Okay. Uh, so but he was asked and yeah, basically he says, quote, and I'm getting this from IndieWire. Um, it's a waste of time. As far as I'm concerned, what's the point? I'm a firm believer that you don't remake films that have had the longevity of home alone. Kind of like that point. Um, you're not going to create lightning in a bottle again, which yeah. is what remind me of the story. It's just not going to happen. So why do it? It's like doing a paint by numbers version of a Disney animated animated film, a live action version of that. Mm. What's the shots point? Fired. It kind of is shots fired at Disney in general,
1: which means it's got a point different- though. Like Disney's not going to be able to uh, like capture the sadistic, homicidal traps that Macaulay Culkin did. Oh. This is a Disney film show,
0: right?
2: And can right. I be can I be a little controversial? <gasps> Home alone no, sucked. Home alone
0: sucked. The timeless classic.
2: It sucked.
0: Timeless it classic. It shouldn't have
2: had one sequel, much less a reboot of a sequel. It's crap.
0: Lost in New York is not too bad. It's <laughs> 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 Worth it for that sound. <laughs> So worth it for that style. Oh, man. it was! I'm going <laughs> to clip that and make that my repro. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's cheesy. Okay, I get it. But, like, it's pretty good. <laughs> Is it? It's great. I watched it on, hey, Grolic Cinematic Universe. Go to Podcast.com, Check out Cinematic Universe. And Jasper and I uh, did Home Alone a while back. Home Alone and, and Die Hard. The Christmas classics that Melanie loves. That for all your
1: wet movie. and sticky bandit needs.
0: <laughs> well, okay, they're terrible. Yeah.
2: Yes, that yeah. hurts. Not terrible, yeah. but it's not a Christmas movie. Um, Home Alone is terrible. the The first movie and a that, Christmas that, movie. The first movie that was decent that Macaulay Culkin was in was The Good Son.
0: The Good Son is good.
2: It That's wasn't good. even that great. Really, but it was not bad. And Elijah Wood was in it, and I love. Elijah.
0: What about My Girl? Which is about the second my time that movie's.
2: I don't like My Girl. Timeless classic. It made me, it made me cry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's impactful. This is the second time My Girls come up this episode, which is more than anybody's <laughs> talked about My Girl in a, a decade. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: If you've been playing the uh, home game version of Grawlix Nights Bingo. Go ahead and mark in the free space square for My Girl too. Uh,
0: Paul says Home Alone the series. GPS for the holidays. CPS. CPS. Oh, Child Protective Services. I say good GPS because like, it's kind of hard to lose. No, it's not. I shouldn't say that. People probably lose kids all the time. But, you know, it'll take a lot more than magical windstorm to...
2: Make you lose your kids?
0: Make you lose your kids now.
2: Now it's the government...
0: (laughs) The government. Now locked it's you. the government.
2: Full circle. It's
0: the dead zone. <laughs> well, how in about Stone? How about stoned alone? Because this article mentions that before the Disney Fox merger, Fox apparently had been d- developing a reimagining of Home Alone called Stoned Alone, and the plan was for Ron- Ryan Reynolds to star in the leading role <laughs> as an adult stoner who finds what? himself. <laughs> who finds himself fending <laughs> off robbers while alone over the holidays and high on marijuana.
2: If you're going to do stoned alone, an adult version, why not just use Macaulay Culkin?
1: True.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would actually be kind of amazing. Yeah. And he's looking... He looks like Macaulay Colgan as an adult is always a little weird, but he's looking way healthier than he was for a long time. He's on was all like, kind
2: of- he was like... If pay me $20 to eat this pizza. <laughs> Sorry. That's right.
0: That's right. That weird video of just him sitting there eating a piece of pizza. Yeah. Pretty it's good. so awkward. I've kind of come to appreciate him. Adult Macaulay Colgan. Cause he's, he pops up on Listen, You pop up on red letter media a bunch. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan.
2: Yeah. You, you're you a fan of. The weird, great. Like meat abusing egg beater. We're not going to talk about him. Let's that's, move on. She,
0: she's talking about how to basic,
1: which is oh, without
0: meat abusing egg. Wait, wait, would you say meat <laughs> abusing egg beater?
1: Yes, because that's what he does. He's like shah, shah,
2: and then he breaks a bunch of eggs and like <laughs> is doing something inappropriate, is all I'm saying. Okay,
0: <laughs> oh, the, the kid who played, uh, I think the lead in Jojo Rabbit would mm-hmm. be the Macaulay Culkin character in the Home Alone whatevers, hmm. Whatever. That kid was all right. Except that the makeup, he was supposed to be scarred up. They could have done a little better on the makeup. Yeah. He looked fine.
2: Yeah. yeah. I doubt you can jump on a
0: grenade and look. Yeah. Look
2: anything like that. <sighs> but, all right. You know, magic.
0: I'm gonna skip the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp stories because I there was two. Oh god. That please. is a whole drama that we've never dived into because that's right. that's not the kind of stuff we do. But there were basically uh as far as she's concerned, Aquaman 2, she's still gonna be in it because people are like, kick her out because of their lawsuit stuff. Johnny Depp did get kicked out of uh Fantastic Beasts series. Um, so the story I had about him was basically just he was forced out. He filmed one scene, but he's getting paid for the whole movie. So well, that's not too bad then. Right, right. He's like vacation. He's like, I'm going back to my island. But yeah, I mean that's drama. That's drama. That's their personal life drama. And I know it's very public, but that's not that's why that's what's so irritating by trying you know we report we report. We read a bunch of news from the same sites over and over. That's because most sites that do like entertainment news, it's all celebrity gossip, and that's not yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Unless we're talking about a Snyder watch, that, that will <laughs> gossip it up uh, real quick because this will get me to a thing I have one point. So, YouTube Rewind not happening this year. They canceled YouTube Rewind. What? Uh, YouTube made a tweet because once again news is coming from Twitter. Since 2010, we've ended the year with Rewind, a look back at the year's most impactful creators, videos, and trends. Which in itself has become a meme for how out of touch YouTube actually is with right. their, the you, because yeah. whether you love it or only remember 2018, mm-hmm, the at least they know, Rewind has always meant, w- was always meant to be a celebration of you. 2020. Yeah. We don't care about you, and we're not going to hide it. Okay, that's not we're what we're not going to hide it
1: anymore. Yeah, not.
0: but 2020 has been different, and it doesn't feel right to carry on as if it weren't. So we're taking a break from rewind this year. I'm so torn on. I'm not torn on this. We know that so much of of the good that did happen in 2020 was created by all of you. You found ways to lift people up, help them cope, and make them laugh. You made it a hard year. You made a hard year general genuinely better. Thank you for making a difference. YouTube. I feel like that's a prime reason to then still double down and celebrate the you in YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, like what? a better reason. Even go do what people have been wanting to like actually go back and do like an old school style rewind where it focuses on the popular non huge corporation, oh non talk show host, non Will Smith channels. Yes. Yeah, last
1: year was the biggest joke ever.
0: Right. Like they mentioned, you know, or only remember 2018, it's been a joke since 2018. Like yeah. it's a meme. Um
1: Yeah, I mean it's an event now because it's such a joke. Like the the videos that are reactions to it get more views, almost get more views than the real thing.
0: They definitely get more upvotes. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, by far or <laughs> thumbs up or whatever it is yeah, yeah yeah paul says can we get a youtube fast forward instead Amen. Yeah. all right well this is because i eternally i say even as we stream out to youtube right now youtube.com slash podcast <laughs> i eternally enjoy crapping on youtube because i feel like that's what they do
1: to their users
0: it's just they've just made it harder and harder there right. are hundreds of videos on the Grolex channel and they've just been stripping away Things that are available to us for years, yeah. so yeah, right, whatever, just because we don't get the views. Well, maybe now, what
2: I can shoot my head
0: again. No, we're not gonna do that ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, however, this story did bring the greatest thing I've seen today. Yeah. I haven't seen much today, so um, because. <laughs> Because I found, so I'd <laughs> found that story, I had found that, <laughs> I had found that story, whatever on something, and it like it was just a link to the tweet. So I'm like, screw that website, I'm gonna go to the tweet. And on Twitter, under this thing, it's like, here's more tweets, more the random tweets. And I come across this, <laughs> oh, and this is the great, but greatest thing I've seen today. Yep, and it amused me, and I was like, this is a story all on its own. This is from the official Xbox account at Xbox. Oh, yeah. We can't believe we have to say this, but please do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series X. That's from today. Or no, that's from yesterday, it looks like. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. And then they <laughs> followed up with, for any non-vape-related question, support questions, please check out the info here. Um, How many times does this have to happen before they finally tweet it out? Yeah. And I did appreciate they, like, they pre they replied to somebody who had said uh, something about it. And they're like some, <laughs> the Xbox account replied to somebody who's like, someday we'll maybe we'll look back at this and laugh. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I figured I'd just share that with you all. And yeah. Take, take a little late. So um, clouds, mm-hmm.
1: bro clouds.
2: I wish I could find, I wish I could find the, um, the it. one, this was actually also, uh, a story that was posted by one of one of the science channels that I watch and they had such a good picture I wish I could show it to you guys but I can't find it um and it also reminded me uh, what's up with the Xbox refrigerator because why would you have have you seen that they they have a refrigerator that looks like an Xbox and they're like you know but it's just a refrigerator and I'm like well why if you're going to make an Xbox refrigerator Make it play my freaking Xbox games. Otherwise, what's the point of it? I don't want an Xbox right. that looks like a refrigerator. That's silly. But if it plays my games, though, that's a whole other thing. You know? Multidastic. Oh, my gosh.
0: The Xbox Series X fridge. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. Interesting. Let me pull up a picture. I don't want yeah. to pull up the video. Yeah. It's so funny because it does just look like the Xbox X. It because does. the Xbox X is just a rectangular thing. Um. Well, here, let me pull the picture up for viewers audio listeners in the future if you tune in at 8 p.m 8 20 p.m central time (laughs) on any of our like video enabled social media platforms you'll be able to watch um yeah it's just it's just a refrigerator that looks like an xbox because an xbox is already that shape
1: only Um, a little (laughs)
0: It's okay. It's like a refrigerator that's more basic. <laughs> it's like yeah. every
1: cur- it's yeah yeah ice maker maybe on the inside. It literally looks like it's just for energy drinks.
0: Oh, oh. yeah, they've got a green. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any monster tonight. Um, this is amusing because they're see they could have made it like Melanie was saying because there are s- <laughs> smart um fridges. Yeah that people have been able to, like, basically hack games onto and play stuff like Doom on their refrigerator. So Xbox, Microsoft, you really kind of half-aided this one, huh? Yeah, I don't know what they were
2: thinking. And (laughs) besides that, if you were going to get an Xbox fridge, wouldn't it be a mini-fridge, really? Come on.
0: Right. Matt, Matt said, is that at
2: 820?
0: Savannah, <laughs> says, <"Hit> Savannah <laughs> says, 820-ish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. That's,
2: that's when we start.
0: <laughs> On Thursday. <laughs> so, Microsoft, can we blow vape clouds into our Xbox Series X refrigerator?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then wow. it'll
2: freeze and make everything taste good.
0: mmm Skip that. Skip that because that's a major time killer. All right, are we ready? Are we ready for everyone's favorite segment? Yes, Omerin? I am so ready. Do and it. Dinner? I'm doing it. Snyder watch watch out because Snyder's here to show you all kinds of stuff that's pretty much the news uh, basically he was on a podcast recently I was about to ridicule them or or it was pretty much a live stream that they call a podcast but then I was like oh wait I shouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've been doing for a year
1: <laughs> oh Ooh. this is totally a podcast still yeah yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, it's a podcast first. Except we do the live stream first. So he was on. People,
0: listen. These news sites are amazing at getting multiple stories out of the thing because I I come across like oh, yeah. four or five different articles about different things that were all basically the same couple of quotes they pulled from this yeah. one like live stream appearance he was on. Well, Zack Zach Snyder shows. What Martian Manhunter will look like in his Justice League, and it's this. Okay, no, it's not. That's the anime. That's, <laughs> a, that's just the picture they used in the article. So this of is coming is. from. This is coming from Cinema Blend, but they pulled this from. Oh, They're not even going to say what it's pulled. They pulled it from before I show it. I want to at least know. Well, I while, don't
2: know. You're, while you're looking, can I just real quick comment? Please. Uh, matt said got my snyder pretzels snyder and in,
0: pretzels
2: in my brain i'm like what does those look like and i'm like is that like is that like a dubstep machine with some lens flare i i don't understand what a snyder pretzel would look like, <laughs> it like
0: i bet it looks like the superman s ah uh, but you can only eat them sense. if you're listening to dubstep or covers of leonard cohen
1: songs and you can only eat them if you have your Mustache digitally removed. Oh wait, that's the, those would be weeding pretzels. I'm sorry. Never Oh mind. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Zach.
0: Okay, so he just showed it briefly. Uh, and if you didn't know, yeah, so this guy apparently is Martian Manhunter. Oh, apparently. okay he wasn't. Well, he was that, in man he's not a Martian, so that's not really Martian Manhunter. Spoilers, Zach. he how do you martian manhunter can disguise himself he doesn't walk around like hey i'm a martian in my civilian life he's he he plays as a human
1: apparently that would have been a really cool reveal if he didn't just reveal (laughs) it right here i feel like martian manhunter in yeah
0: did i i didn't spoil it though he did because this has been in stories for a long time um in articles for a long time but also it's like well why didn't he show up then when they were fighting Whatever.
1: It would have been um, better if they would have just showed us what he looks like as Mar in his Martian form That right. be like, here, here he is. Well, There's and we did
0: the story on because we gotta <laughs> that's what you gotta do with Snyder Watch, you cover small things. Right. Um, we did the story on when he released that trailer, how apparently Martian Manhunter was in one of the scenes, but that guy wasn't in one of the scenes, and he said it was the scene apparently it was the scene where uh, Amy Adams is hugging, what's her name, uh, Superman's mom. And it's like, oh, wait, so that Superman's mom's Martian Manhunter? Because, yeah, because he released, like,
1: storyboards. Why anyway. did you say that name, Matthew Downs? <laughs> <Martha>. <laughs> That's right, Matt.
0: Martha Manhunter. We even <laughs> named the episode after that, didn't we? Oh, okay, yes. Why did you say that name? Uh, so this is this is what he this is the news. <laughs> this is what he showed. And he wouldn't show it again. He just I loves saw. He loves teasing this stuff out. Yeah. Uh the other thing, no, I do have a little bit more, but the other thing is and this is not new news. This was I didn't realize it had ballooned this high until I seen like a meme or something that or or, or no, it was a, a tweet. Um 70 million because last I recall, it was 30 million. They were giving him 30 million to do reshoots. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently in September, because I looked up the stories when it first broke earlier tonight, it was September. We missed mm-hmm. it. It's 70 million dollars now. Baby, Snyder cut. I mean, we should have the Snyder watch. What do you think is gonna happen when you put out the Snyder watch? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Interest is growing. HBO took notice. They're like, oh, we can't disappoint these guys.
2: Snyder does look sorry. Uh answering. Or responding to Paul excuse me. Snyder looks so damn smug. He does. He's all in his little like what is that? Like a tracksuit or something? Like a venture <laughs> brother? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um <sighs> yeah. Seventy million to finish a movie that was already finished. Right.
2: Well you know they had to get Leto, so he's
0: probably not super cheap. Okay, so here is the rest of here's the other story, which isn't super new, and it's not really a story. It's just a comp. Stop it! A compilation of the characters, and I'm. This is from Cinema Blend. Um, yeah. all the DC characters being added into the Snyder Cut. So we've got, yeah. of course, everyone's favorite Joker. In case you weren't sure, he's damaged. Yeah, it's tattooed on his forehead. It's so, like the such a garbage joker
1: i mean it's really written all over his face
0: oh oh mm. uh, we got darks dark side <laughs> you got die for dark side um Dasad. and uh, audio listeners i'm sorry this is not coming across super well but i've there's our pictures of these people these characters mm-hmm. um and that's what we're looking at uh who was played by peter guinness i like that name William Defoe <laughs> apparently was in this thing, or will be in this thing, uh, as
1: I don't know The Aquaman character. guy. Oh, is he? An I'm Aquaman assuming. Yeah.
2: I have not watched any of the Aquaman, so,
0: yeah. Interesting.
2: Which is weird, because he's definitely the hottest. Oh, was of, he in
0: Aquaman? Yeah. Okay, I still haven't seen Aquaman.
2: Yeah, which is weird, because he's definitely the hottest of all of the... Uh, Aquaman and women No <laughs> <laughs> No I was going to say the Justice Under League the sea.
0: He's the hottest of the Justice League Gets hotter when Aquaman Is
1: in the water I don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do I, I, I'm not saying that
1: There was a water fight
0: Here, I want Nicholas Cage William Defoe, and Christopher Walken In a movie Now Ooh. Make it
1: all so. oh,
2: That would the, be magical.
1: The faces. No, put them on a bridge with Picard. Make it a there's Star no, Trek. There's no film <laughs> or hard drive that can hold that footage. That would no, be them, the Tarantino movie.
2: No, no, put them under the bridge. And then people have to like cross over it and solve their riddles. That's yes! exactly what we Man, did.
3: <laughs>
1: in fact, don't even make that a movie. Just make it a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum could be the narrator
3: oh
0: so we mentioned forever ago that we had, i'm gonna spoil it now we had watched happy which has been canceled after the second season there's a series if you haven't watched it go watch it but yeah. we had alluded to uh gold uh uh i lost his name jeff goldblum cameo he plays uh-huh. the and i'm gonna spoil it but at the end of season two in like the last episode he plays the voice of God. Oh, <laughs> so good! Yeah, that
1: incredible. Oh,
0: okay. Um, okay. Well, I didn't know he was an Aquaman. Apparently, they had shot scenes of him for Justice League. How packed full did they have this? Mo- <laughs> they have characters that show up in Aquaman. That's like, why would he be in Justice League?
2: Mm. Is is that
0: a ponytail or a sword behind his head?
1: I believe I like, he's got a ponytail. Yeah.
0: I think oh. that's both. That might be a, a sword something, but there's also like a little funky rat tail going on.
1: Yeah. I think he yeah, it's, it could be both. Yeah.
0: Uh they have the Adam who is the character like the, basically Ray Palmer's successor.
1: Oh, okay. Apparently.
0: Okay. Um Eleanor Stone. Oh, the the Ma mo- uh cy- Cyborg Cyborg Cyberman. Cyborg's mom. There'll be more of her, maybe. Probably, because it seems like almost most cyborg cyborg stuff got cut out. Yeah. Because he's mopey. (laughs) Because
1: he's mopey.
0: Iris West, of course, because she was in trailers or something early on and then just never showed up in the film. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Martian Manhunter, that guy.
1: Spoilers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this doesn't even list all of them. um, Because then there's also probably in footage we've seen, but Lex Luthor is it there when what's his name? De- De- Didn't
1: De- they say dot. that uh, Ryan Reynolds was going to be in there as green lantern somehow
0: talk of. Yeah, I've heard talk of that. A- and again, let's see. Oh, what's this? I missed Maddie. giving as some pitches here, a buddy cop drama where Cajun walking are buddy cops and Defoe is the hard nosed police cap. Oh, Defoe's the captain. Okay. And okay. the bad guy, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, Oh, that's I, so. I like, f- it. <laughs> I like that Jeff Goldblum's the bad guy because he seems like the most chill. Walk-in seems pretty yeah. chill, but also like I've seen him when he's not chill. He's scary.
1: The rest but, uh, of these characters play bad guys more often, anyways.
2: But I think Jeff Go- Goldblum was probably the scariest bad guy because automatically, what comes in my head is The Fly, and he was okay. just like, "Oh yeah, I love you." you know <laughs> right, like, right, whatever you know it's just horrible um horrible imagery and stuff but uh definitely for me i would say that's the scariest
0: yeah the fly is disturbing cronenberg man uh paul paul says because because the movie doesn't exist and snyder is Grolic's face making the i am redubbing this i don't know what they call the emoji that's the growlick's face um Making this up as he goes, just wait for Shazam. Well, here's the thing though. Originally, the Justice League was a two-parter. There was Justice League part one and part two, and I'm assuming he had the whole script done. He obviously was setting stuff up in Batman v Superman because there's that whole thing, and I hate how they he recut it, but there's a whole thing where the Flash comes back from the future to like warn Bruce about something, but then they
1: he made it Your kids, Bruce. Something's got to be done about your kids,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. But then they made it confusing where Bruce wakes up again, like it was a dream, so that convoluted the water, muddied the water. Convoluted there you the, go. the symbolism I'm going for. Um, that's not even the right word either. Anyway,
1: there were too many H's and too
0: many O's and the twos. <laughs> Point is, like, Justice League was supposed to be two movies. And given how like Batman v Superman, they're probably going to be like two, two and a half, three hour long movies. Uh, so my guess is he's just like, and then he had to cut it down suck. to one movie. He yeah. had to cut it down to this one movie. It's going to suck. Right. Yeah. And my guess is now he's like pulling pieces out of the old two part script. Oh, put it all in here. Give me that money, HBO or Warner Brothers.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all I, of both. I was thinking about it because I, I there were a few articles that I didn't include that um I read through today. I think part of the appeal to me for doing a Snyder watch, an ongoing series about a movie that like none of us <laughs> are really were really excited for and didn't really like the first time when it came out. <laughs> um because it's like the Donner cut or something like that or or yeah. even like Blade Runner, think about all the weird director's cuts and studio cuts of that movie like i'm fascinated by these alternate versions and like what what why what happened what got messed up what was the original vision of these movies and we get to watch because of the in, because of the horrible one one horrible wonder that is the internet we get to watch it play out in real time and right. it's very strange but it's also it is somewhat unprecedented because I, this, donner then didn't get to like take what he shot for Superman 2 and turn uh, it into a multi-part uh big massive multi-million dollar budget TV series like yeah. it's 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 interesting and it's weird it is
2: interesting too because I think it will be really different and usually they're not usually it's a couple of the exception being paycheck is that what it's called Mel Gibson movie I don't know
0: payback? that is
2: yeah payback that's completely different really.
0: Yeah, the, where the director's cut and the theatrical are yeah, completely, just totally different movies. like Totally
2: different movies. Which is
0: like the entire acts, totally yeah, different movie.
2: That, huh. that, but that's odd. You don't usually see that, you know? Right. This one, I think, might be. So that's interesting, sure. But it's not worth another, what, $70 million? Give me $70 million. I'll make you like a dozen awesome
0: movies, okay? Right. <laughs> <sighs> I just don't understand it. I'll even put a a Superman in one of them if you want.
1: Put, <laughs> a Superman. I'll put like a Superman in every single one. But one if of I them's gonna scrap like, that movie. This is just called Superman's the movie. <laughs> Superman's the movie. So is there like an
0: apostrophe? Is it like Superman's the movie? Like an yeah. apostrophe? Okay.
2: Everyone in it is got black hair, blue eyes, and a little bit of curl right there.
1: Yeah, it's pretty racist.
0: Paul says, calling it now, Snyder Cut ends up like George Lucas remastered Star Wars hated. I don't think so. Because the thing with the remastered Star Wars is the Star Wars movies were beloved. Yeah. And I think if it was just updating the effects, which people get funny about, especially if you rewatch them now and it's like, oh, yeah, that's late. That's some 90s CGI that it's updated with. But or at least some versions. He's probably updated it several times, but he messed with certain things that like the haunt shot first thing. Yeah. Like it's so out overplayed or it's so like people made that joke to death, but I think it made people so upset because you're fundamentally changing the character. Right. And it's it the I- the, the the uh Weeden cut of uh Justice League is not a beloved movie. Well. <laughs>
2: I don't know this has nothing to do with anything but I did mention earlier I watched Mandalorian with my nephew he was super pissed off is that okay yeah pissed off that uh, that Boba Fett and who's the guy before him Jango Fett huh
1: Jango Fett his dad yes that they
2: that Disney made them not Mandalorians and he's like that's just crap and i'm like i don't even know what any of that means but i'll be upset with you because you want me to be um so if you're a big star wars fan i'm upset with you okay
1: i think it's interesting and i just hope that they're like awesome like because yeah. he wasn't awesome he just looked awesome in the originals uh-huh. he didn't do anything except fall into a big pit
0: so mm-hmm. his first appearance was on the holiday special <laughs> like we're not talking about right. a character right. steeped in beloved mythology <laughs> right
2: i also had to argue i'm sorry real quick again star wars it takes up too much of my life thanks christmas Here. it's because of christmas i told you man uh but
0: it's not a christmas movie
2: ewoks are ewoks are evil geniuses and i had to convince my nephew of this but i'm like how are they gonna get on some technology they don't know and make it work immediately? And they their their place is full of stormtrooper helmets. You know they ate those people, right? Because they were definitely gonna cook uh the you know the normal cast when they caught them, but then they changed their mind. They ate all those stormtroopers and their geniuses. <laughs> Ewoks
3: are <were> terrifying.
1: <laughs> I'll agree. I'll agree with that.
0: They are scary. <clears throat> oh, I lied on news. I do want to cover one thing real quick. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to run through it because I had, there's renewed and canceled TV shows for the year, oh, yeah. but there were a couple. I'm still, especially seeing what got renewed. I'm still so disappointed that glow got canceled. Um, it, yeah. it, it, honestly, it just doesn't really make sense, but there are some good movies that got canceled or good show or good shows. Rewind. There are some good shows that got renewed. Now this isn't Netflix, but The Boys renewed, which people might have already known. Like some of this might be old news, but um oh, there's there's, there's
1: going to be a Tekken movie,
0: Tekken <laughs> renewed coming out in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> might be old news. I don't know. Oh, this is this is why this is not old news, but um The Crown re- renewed. Good. Good. New season, season 4. Um they had Doctor Who on here as renewed, but then it occurred what? to me, is there ever a question that it wouldn't be renewed?
3: And that's
2: exactly what I was gonna say. Is there ever
0: right. a question?
1: I've never uh, the, I mean they're they're filming like they're it's back in production. They did a oh. like a, a tweet or an Instagram or something with it with the slate. So we will get more 13th. I doctor. just
0: assumed it was a given, and that suddenly put the thought in my head that it could be canceled someday. Yeah, I know. Listen, um. I don't care how much we hate it you don't ever cancel that show no
1: no because we went through an entire decade without it we love it even when we hate it even yeah we love it more when we hate it How about that yeah we kind of stop
0: talking about it
2: we want i was just gonna say you started off hating it randy and then i was like this gas mask episode and then every
0: single episode come on you give me creepy literally every single yeah you give me creepy gas masks zombie children i will watch every episode that is available over 50 years of tv i've watched it all
1: (laughs) you have yeah you have you've watched more of it than i have me too ask me to recall most of it i can't (laughs) (laughs) it all
0: like those early years especially it all blends together those god those
1: like six parters and that's the norm Oh, I, I bought the Underwater Menace. It's been si- it's been sitting over there like pretty much since the pandemic started. <laughs> Just because I'm gonna need some time to dig into that old school, right, right. Doctor Who. It takes time. We gotta do some
0: Doctor Who specials sometime. We'll commentaries or something. Um, Christmas specials. Ooh, ooh, that's a real good idea, Melanie. Yeah, thank you. Doom Patrol renewed. That was one where I was like, especially with how they left the last last season two, it's got to come back. It does, because
2: Randy used to dislike one of my favorite actors, and now he loves him.
0: Brendan Fraser? I, I don't love yes. him. <laughs> you do, I too. I enjoy him. I think he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Okay, how about this? His demeanor, now that oh. he's older and broken makes me feel bad when i crap on him like i used to so i'm not going to well
1: he used to be such a pretty boy
0: and then life broke him
2: he he was a theater actor that transitioned into film and i think he's amazing
0: um dc legends of tomorrow renewed
1: oh that's still going i'm glad it's Uh, been yeah i liked it once they just embraced it and went whole hog right campy as heck yeah I like that show too. I mean, I'm
0: not watching it, but I liked it. The end of the effing world apparently renewed. I still haven't watched season two. I liked the first season.
2: Yeah, I haven't watched second season either. It's on
0: Netflix. I agree. It's like um, kind of a dark teen dramedy. Well, it's not. I say teen because the characters are teens, but
2: it's still not as good as um. I'm not okay with this, which did not get continued, which
0: angers me. Yeah, see, that's why there's certain move. It's like, why did some of these get renewed? But then like, I'm not okay with this and glow glow, especially, which was already being filmed. They're like, Oh, canceled because of the pandemic. Ooh, yeah. Are you okay? What was that? I'm sorry. I had, thought I still had a mute. I just heard a little clip of something. Uh, the flash renewed. I'm just trying to run through these real quick because we got to end this episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, Melanie, you should be the haunting of Hill house renewed it's interesting that they're still referring to the series of the haunting of hill house Mm -hmm. if oh i'm down for another haunting season i liked bly manor i didn't like it as much as the first one but i agree i'm down it was Mm -hmm. different and i appreciate that like it doesn't have to be the same thing every it doesn't but it should be scary so give me yeah give me more gothic horror Mm
3: -hmm.
2: i'm down i i prefer when you have like
0: like the tall man or the bit neck lady or something there was a lot creepy yeah there was the, the lake lady without going to spoilers I, I i thought the lake lady was cool but the first season had more memorable creepies in it
2: yeah and stop trying to make your wife the uh i, I love the director but stop trying to make your wife the focus of the show she's not bad though i think she's okay i'm not she saying was, she's bad i'm just it, saying she doesn't have to be the focus of everything he makes
0: lock and key lock and key got renewed i didn't know that was good good i'm gonna have to pick that back up i mean the mandalorian that's like a given Mm -hmm. yeah okay uh melanie you should be thinking about something we should be amazed about not a whole lot
2: this week the only thing that i can go for i've already talked to you about but i'll talk to everybody else now um Dark matter is a hypothetical thing that they've had for a long time because there's there's too much stuff in the universe and not enough that we can see and quantify. So they came up with dark matter uh, to explain that. But there is a sort of new theory that actually is like three different theories that they mushed together and said there is no dark matter. Dark matter is information and information has a a mass and is also energy. And it would account for the lack of other matter in the universe uh, without dark matter being a thing, uh, which I find fascinating. Um, So the idea behind it basically is that, Information is, in itself, a thing that has both um, mass and energy, which seems actually really realistic to me. Because, like, say say you take a DVD and you fill it with stuff, that stuff's got to take up space, right? Which should take up, I mean, it might not be much, but it should have some kind of weight to it, you would think, or mass so this makes a lot of sense to me, but it's not proven, of course. Neither is dark matter, either. But the theory it builds on several different theories that, that have been around since like the 70s, um, uh, like massive compact, compact halo objects um, or uh, WIMPs or other things like that. Instead of all of, instead of the dark matter and all of those things, it would just be that information has a, I hate saying, I hate differentiating between weight and mass because they're connected, but they're not the same thing. So it has a mass, um, which would create gravity and such and would explain the lack of matter in the universe that we made up dark matter for. And, um, If this theory were true, then it would basically be like everything has information embedded in it. And that information has its own mass that creates the lack of matter that we have in the universe. Um, Uh, Yes, go
0: ahead. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm not. We we got it too. (sighs) horse feathers <laughs> <laughs> of course everything has tech information embedded my whole thing and I don't want to get into it again because we've had this conversation off offline off but uh of course information is embedded in all things yes information you study me in my mm-hmm. mech what makes me and you measure me that's all information because it's me it's not information you're your just DNA holds information you, you derive information from me yeah the DNA yes. does but like it's just stuff in my DNA that makes things happen until somebody's like that does that here's this information and that's my view on it your but your
2: DNA uh. describe is information that describes how you are built
0: you know <laughs> so that uh, I know I, I get it I get it I'm just saying I'm just saying like it's it's a lofty concept
2: it is but when you consider how many, objects there are in the universe that would all have information stored in them. Every, like every single atom almost would have the information of what is included in that atom. If you account, if you say all that has mass, that would account for all of the dark matter that we make up, that we say exists in the universe.
0: It's a very interesting theoretical.
2: Um, The White House... Does have matter though, not maybe from the people in it, but just the atoms. And you're taking a joke, you're you're
0: taking Matt's joke and you're uh, reacting to it seriously. I want to know if
1: it accounts for (laughs) Updog.
0: Maddie D says, So the White House has no dark matter because because it has no information, or is that orange matter? No, I liked it Mm -hmm. getting political. I was trying to wrap it around back to that. Yeah. And then segue out of this into the end of the show.
2: Yeah, because he doesn't like this argument for me because he's like, no,
0: things things have no because ultimately, and I mean the story is renaming dark matter to information, but even in the information, you're just renaming a thing information. That's fine, but like it's weird. Like it doesn't, it's an interesting thing to think about, but I'm like Listen, where's my teleporter? That's what I'm amazed about. <laughs> yeah, this, but, is, this is like stone scientists with nothing to do. And they're like, oh, what if dark matter is really just information, okay. man?
2: They're not stone. They might be tripping, but they're not
0: stone. Oh, you know the scientists, huh?
2: <laughs> no, I just know drugs, okay? And
0: <laughs> Oh, that's right. When it's this lofty, it's, it's not just weed.
2: <laughs> that's right um but okay. but no it's it's it, it it does it makes a lot more sense when you think about okay like say like a piece of wood you burn a piece of wood it turns into ash it's just ash but if you if you took that ash you could find the information from that ash to recreate the piece of wood it came from that's the information that has the mass okay no we yeah we, uh, that's yeah cool. okay science it's amazing. Look it
0: up. I'm not amazed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
0: Okay. No, I like I like that you threw that out. Maybe somebody like it it's 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 a head scratcher. No, it's it's it is one of the things one of the stories you brought up that's more like it's more of a thinker, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, huh? You gotta think about it.
2: Well, I'm sorry you have to have a brain.
0: I don't want it. <laughs> okay, so Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, you guys got anything to leave this on? Jesse, you got anything coming up? I ain't got Jack.
1: The only thing I that that occurs to me is that uh, Pete Mitchell is putting out another EP. I believe right. if it's not out like today, it's coming out like tomorrow or like super duper soon. So uh, Pete Mitchell, check him out. He's been on the show at least twice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe three, maybe three times. I don't know. He's I been think, on the show a couple times. So. I think twice.
0: He should, be on. he should just be on with us every week. What's we doing? <laughs> can, what what we I say
2: real quick? Also, um, I noticed last week Maddie D has some new t-shirts for um Hey, I got a new book that I thought were awesome and I tried to share, but I don't know if I did a good job. But um, so check him out also with not only that podcast, but um sixties uh what is it called?
0: Sixties reboot and comics with my kids yes yeah real quick yeah shout out maddie d stuff um check out his stuff and also paul like i paul will often self uh promote in the comments so i intentionally don't mention it on the showcase he's (laughs) like oh you asking for it paul paul's been putting out and i've been way behind on updating the podcast network but paul has been putting out bull spit just bull spit episodes and monster mash episodes he's put out several Really good ones. Interviews with um interesting notable people. So mm-hmm. Maddie D and Paul both have been killing it on yep. podcasts. So.
1: Also, Maddie D was over. Uh, no, 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 no. It was Lee Searcy was on a recent episode oh. with Maddie D. So mm-hmm. we've we've talked to Lee, and you've been on Lee. We've both been on Lee's uh, mm-hmm. podcast before. So check <laughs> check that out. I believe that was. Uh, hey, I got a new book. I believe or, or comics with my kids i don't know
0: i think it was comics with my kids because it was, was it good. about comics with with the dads or something that's what it, yeah. yeah, it was yeah it was a good episode
2: Lee's one of the few that i've met and he's got like eight
0: kids or something doesn't he he's got a lot of kids yeah 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 yeah, so yeah you we've met lee in real life
2: i know yeah. i that was the first podcaster i met in real life besides jesse of course and randall um mm-hmm. and i was like wow it's a it's a podcaster i'm gonna go look at the walk. <laughs>
0: You look at this Ewok. Yeah. Yeah. That was, man, that was like year one. I know year one or two at the sci-fi. What was it? <gasps> Ausfest. Ausfest, or- Ausfest seven. Yep.
2: Can I, can I real quick also for Matty D my kid was really excited to do his first interview with an author over at, Hey, I got a new book podcast. And of course that's super exciting for a kid. Congratulations. I'm excited for him. Tell him. Good job.
0: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Take it easy. Have a good Friday leading into your weekend. Have a good weekend, too. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, have a good week. Maybe this will be out Monday. Maybe it'll be out Thursday. I've been getting real wishy washy. <laughs> so <laughs> take it easy, everybody. Thank you for listening to Grolux Nights, the Grolux Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at slash live. Currently, We stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to growlixpodcast.com slash live.
1: Count the votes. All of them.
0: (laughs) All of them. Twice. (laughs) Count them all twice. Why not?